Catch Up with Cat. Hello and welcome to Catch Up with Cat with me, Cat Harvey. The wee show with a big aim to hopefully make things just that little bit better. Right, pots and pans at the ready. It's Thursday morning and my favourite slot, the one where we get to talk about food. This morning, I'm delighted to say that I am joined once again by the kilted chef. That is Craig Wilson from Eat on the Green. Good morning, Craig. How are you today? I'm very good, Cat. How are you doing yourself? Not too bad. Now, are you running through the Highlands in your kilt as usual? You can just say that you are because it's the radio. <laughs> you would expect nothing else and there is a warmer uh, wind by the last time I spoke to you, so the weather's improving. Perfect. You're, you're hanging free and enjoying your life. That's absolutely smashing. Now, this morning, Craig, I want to talk to you about leftovers, about waste, surplus grub, soggy salad, you name it. Pretty much everything we have lying about the kitchen. Why has this become one of your areas of expertise? Well, I think it's uh, where we've found ourselves um, in this uh, crazy kind of lockdown uh, challenges. But I think, uh, you know, have you know having a bit of fun with it. Uh, we're probably eating in different parts of the house. We're eating in the garden now. And uh, I think it you know, freezing down things and making the very most of every bit of food that we buy. Uh, and uh, I've had some fun with, uh, I've been using some uh, weird and wonderful storing techniques, uh, which is just good fun, really, uh, just to make life a wee bit easier. Okay, like what? Go for it. What are, Give me a weird and wonderful storing technique. Well, just because that uh, you've maybe got like a, a muffin tray, it doesn't mean that you can't uh, portion things, pop them in the freezer, then pop them into like bags and into freezer so you can take like, little nuggets of food uh, uh, for late night munchies or early morning Ooh. Uh, surprise to your, your wee breakfast. <laughs> I, I love an early morning surprise. Now, tell me, how much food are we wasting in, in Scotland? Are we are we quite bad at it? I think it's something... Uh, we're not going to add any more kind of uh, pressure or guilt, but I think it's something we can all do a little bit better at. Uh, and there are uh, even a basic thing like tatties. You, you know, it's a scary figure, like how much tatties are wasted. Uh, so so no tatties will decide at this moment in time, am I afraid? Okay, <laughs> right. So I'm a bit guilty. I think my biggest one is probably bagged salad. You know, the soggy salad, that uh, the half-eaten bag that ends up yellow and watery and sludgy that goes in the bin every single week. That's probably the thing I'm worst at. What are our biggest culprits? Is, is salad one of them? Uh, salad is one. So... Uh... I'm going to be quite strict yep. here, uh, with okay. this one. When you buy the bagged salad, I want you to I want you to debag it into a container straight away that is airtight and it will keep fresher and longer. Uh, and you you it it won't kind of go that kind of wizened way that it sometimes goes. So keep it at its oh, best. I would, I would never have thought of doing that because you just assume because it's in its bag anyway, it's fine like that until you use it. So pop it in a like a little Tupperware tub or something just to keep the uh, as fresh as possible. Uh, and, and the other thing is once you've kind of almost got like, you know, uh, maybe quarter of a bag left, you can actually slice in tomatoes, but you can actually make a salad bowl and put it in the middle of the table or take it outside to a picnic. Thus saving washing up as well. You're good. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> now, <laughs> what are your best tips 
for stretching out our supplies then and making them go that little bit further? Um, well, there's just kind of trend where uh, people like shredded meat, uh, slowly cooked. So, you know, stop thinking that you need one chicken be- breast for one uh, portion. Uh, one steak can kind of go over. Just add, you know, you can add like beans. Uh, you can add, you know, pump it up with vegetables, couscous, uh, salted potatoes. Uh, so kind of stretch it out and um, just be as creative as possible with flavours that you really like and any kind of like the more kind of prime cuts and the more expensive thing, really try to kind of uh, make as much out of as little as you have and uh, you'll be quite surprised. We've talked about the fresh produce, but what about like tins, you know, half-open tins or jars of sauce that's only got like an inch at the bottom? What should we be doing with these kind of things? Well, first all I would definitely say instead of the, like, the tins just being in a, a jumble separate them out I know it sounds quite OCD but if, if you've got a slightly OCD tendency you're kind of uh, you know ahead of the game but you know whether it's alphabetical or order or whether it's soups uh, beans, pulses, fruits, whatever get organised that will help uh, first of all I know uh, and then uh, the next thing is when you do uh, make a recipe kind of think of like if you've got something left you know actually have a have a, a notepad at the side of you've got half a can of this half a can of that and you'll be amazed how creative you are that you suddenly when it says that you need a condensed milk or a milk, that you've just to swap something out and gonna give it a go um, it's maybe not going to be perfect but we're not in a perfect situation right now now I've been watching some of your Facebook videos and um, you've been doing a lot of work with the zero waste concept and I loved the one that you made in a lady's house and it was like a pizza from just leftovers I think it was a tortilla you used as a base rather oh. than a pizza based is that something we can all do I think that's the kind of like, it's just your kind of perfect uh, fridge raid um, so whether it's tortilla wraps or whether you're using egg um, so you're really uh, you know one pan cooking uh, putting all your kind of uh, leftovers together and uh, making sure that you have a bit of fun get, get everybody involved and you can almost have half for the teenagers, half for the, you know, a quarter for the fussy eater. So you can have different areas. Although it's in one pan, you can have areas that are spicier than others, perhaps. Yeah, so what would you say would be your favourite recipe then? A wee simple recipe for using upper food waste. What would you go for? Uh, Well, I would definitely start off with sauteing some onions. Uh, spinach is something mm-hmm. that is, is spinach is something that I would kind of always need to kind of use up. Uh, possibly uh, some leftover curry uh, um, and uh, maybe a whisk egg with some spices, and you'd be amazed. I, I know it sounds a real kind of mix of ingredients, but you can if you think of the number of things you could add to that combination, uh, I think you could be pleasantly surprised. Um, Leave it to cool, and you can actually cut it to a wedge uh, uh, for a lunch or a brunch, so uh, or a late night snack, which we all love. Absolutely, the Spanish do that a lot, don't they? Their tortillas—that's sort of like a an omelette that they slice up into bits. 
Um, Craig, I bet you can't wait until the restaurant opens again and you can cook all your proper fancy food. Um, well, I certainly haven't stopped cooking. I, I think I've just been cooking in uh, from a very, very different uh, perspective. But I think I've also learned, say every day is a school day. I think lots of people probably have learned something about themselves in their own kitchen. Um, and right now, the meal is uh, still a really kind of big focus and kind of give you a bit of lift. Um, so uh, I think using fresh ingredients where you can, nice, bright, fresh, and uh, healthy ingredients, uh, as well as uh, a, wee bit, a few bits and pieces uh, that are a wee bit comfort food or, you tr you, or your classes are a wee bit naughty. So it's all about balance, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's about making the best of what we've got and what we you know what we're presented with right now. Absolutely, Craig Wilson, the kilted chef from Eating the Green. Thank you so much for all your amazing advice. I'm now off to make a mouth-watering casserole from some uh, wrinkly crochets and questionable mushrooms or whatever's lying in the bottom of my fridge. <laughs> Thank you for the inspiration, Craig. Catch up with Cat. We're in this together. If you're looking for any advice on healthy eating or nutrition and how that can help towards a healthy body and mind, then check out clearyourhead.scot, the website. Catch up with Cat. I'm joined today by Granton Primary School teacher, Mr Innes, although I have asked permission and I'm allowed to call him Neil. Hello, Neil, how are you getting on? Oh, I'm very well, Kat, doing very well. How are you? Oh, not too bad. I am surviving, which is the main thing. Now, it's been about a month since we last spoke. Can't believe it. It's just kind of gone uh, like that. Now, the kids, we know that they're not allowed back to school until August now. How did that make you feel when you heard that? Yeah, well, first of all, it's a privilege to be back on your show. I've been, I've been enjoying all your, oh. your chats. So, uh, yeah, it's been great. But, Thank uh, you. Yeah, Did I get a gold star? Uh, Can you mark me? <laughs> you get a big gold star, a big high five from Mr. Ennis. Smashing. Uh, so, no, well done. <laughs> it's been really good. It's, it's good to know from the government that in August, we're going to see our kids. We're going to have our classes back. I guess it is still a bit of time away. It's still a few months. So, I guess it's just for parents to carry on doing the amazing work they're doing with their children it's not easy homeschooling but i mean what we've been seeing uh, certainly at grant primary school is some some amazing pieces of work and pieces of work that are maybe different to what they'd be doing in the classroom but just equally as rewarding and equally as valuable for the for the children now how are you getting on working from home because explain your setup again what's going on in your house yeah so we've got two boys uh very energetic boys. We've got a three-year-old Andrew and a one-year-old Rory, uh, so they'll be listening. So hello, boys. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, 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 it can be a bit, bit of a bonkers household, I guess you could say at times. Uh, they're just yeah, full of energy. Uh, so we've just got a small two-bedroom flat, uh, no garden. Uh, but my wife, she's well, she's been furloughed, so she's able to kind of do the majority of the kind of childcare. She's kind of doing the, the homeschooling, I guess, for Andrew, just making sure he's getting lots of opportunities. I'm helping out as and when I can, uh, but I guess we're just kind of looking at the positives. I mean, I'm getting to spend a lot of time with them. They are actually getting used to kind of a bit of routine, I guess you could say. They're, they're understanding that when I'm kind of in the bedroom, I've got the work stuff out. They just are starting to leave me alone instead of having like balls thrown into the bedroom or <laughs> toys getting launched at me or just just whatever going on. Just the, the, mad, the usual madness that goes on. <laughs> So many parents have admitted that the biggest stress of all of this at the moment has been the homeschooling. Uh, can you understand their frustrations at this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very tough. I, I think it's been a long period of time now. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a big commitment for parents to be doing. But I mean, they are doing a fantastic job. And 
I just really hope that they're not feeling any pressure or any stress from schools and they can just just kind of do the do the best they can and just making sure the kids are happy and safe and trying not to get to get stressed out if possible with the homeschooling and I think I mentioned when I was on before I think I said I was I could never be a builder uh, and I guess it's a bit like I mean during lockdown a lot of people have had lockdown haircuts some of these haircuts are pretty pretty ropey <laughs> to be honest uh, I must say my wife Kirsten gave me I quite like my lockdown haircut she gave me gave me a wee mohawk so uh, I thought she did a grand job that's quite out there for a teacher <laughs> I know maybe I shouldn't be saying that It'll be all, by August I'll be back tomorrow so if somebody thinks that their child is falling behind a little bit what should they be doing is there anything they can do to sort this right now yeah I mean first of all just try not to worry but really just contacting your school uh, in the first instance I mean they can help with so many different things not not just the school and not just the, the education side of it but just helping out if there's anything that's kind of worrying them or uh, they need extra support in any kind of way whether uh, that's just needing directed to, to an organization that can help them uh, whether it's just getting jotters maybe they've run out of jotters at home for doing the home learning just really getting in touch with with the schools and then teachers as well will get get back in touch uh, you might have a support network within your family within your friends uh, just asking them for support and see as a teacher do you want these parents to get in touch are you actively saying to them come to us you know if you've got a problem or even if you've got a wee niggle just please come to us and let us help oh, 100% yeah the more the more communication we can get with parents the better and whether that's anything we, we're there to support if they're struggling with a maths maths work whether it's too tricky whether it's not tricky enough uh, <laughs> yeah anything anything <laughs> anything to do even even do you know it's some of the best days are when your kids send you in lots of different work that they've been doing maybe not even work that you've set them maybe they've just been out to walk to the duck pond and they've seen a heron in the in the water and you just like had an amazing experience and they've learned something uh, and then you can maybe set them a wee task to kind of look into that a bit further so I mean yeah the more communication we can have the better. And would you re- recommend teaching the kids any kind of life skills at the moment you know when they're around about the house if they're of, of an age you know help them Maybe load a dishwasher or something like that. Can that be educational? Oh, 100%. Yeah, they can be, I mean, you can be learning, even just doing cooking, learning about uh, measuring, uh, yeah, anything, gardening, uh, hoovering. Uh, we've had Andrew, the three-year-old, doing some sewing. Uh, that wasn't me, that was, that was my wife who was helping <laughs> on that. But just getting them to help out if they can. I mean, it might take a bit longer than it would normally take, but a lot of people do have quite a bit more time in their hands. So just spend time in the kitchen Andrew's he's always cooking he comes in makes his breakfast he always tries to make cookies makes lots of stuff in the in the kitchen so he's learning even trying if there's any DIY to do around the house just get them to help out even if it's just holding some of your tools or just making sure that uh, they're included in everything that's going on well maybe not make them take the bins out quite yet just until they're a wee bit bigger maybe when they're secondary school age we'll let them do that but that sounds absolutely amazing so much to go on there and when the kids do go back to school in August it is going to be different you know there might still be the social distancing and it won't be what they were used to but I think the thing to remember Neil is that children are very adaptable aren't they They they'll probably cope better than than we will yeah I mean kids yeah they'll be absolutely fine I mean we've just seen over the last couple of months how adaptable they are I've seen it firsthand with my children how they've just they've just got used to the new situation and they've got used to what's going on and I think parents need to understand that, that all children are in the same boat so they're going to be coming back in August and 
their children aren't going to be behind any other kids. They're going to, as long as you can give them experiences at home, make them make sure they're safe and happy. They're all going to come back in the same places and relative to their other children in the class. Uh, they're going to enjoy being back at school. Uh, teachers, staff, I mean, our head teacher's done phenomenal amount of work in the last uh, couple of months and it's just getting ready for the kids coming back as well. So just uh, really just from the school's point of view and my point of view is we'll all be fine. Uh, it's going to be okay in the end. Uh, schools are there to support you. Uh, and yeah, finally, I'd love to say a big hello to my primary 5B class. I uh, hope you guys are all doing good. <laughs> thanks, for thanks for sending in all your work. I, I love getting it. Uh, and all, all the other pupils at Grattan as well. Just keep up the good work. Uh, and we'll look forward to seeing you all back at school in August. Oh, Mr Innes from Granton Primary School, thank you so much for your reassuring words. I'm sure parents all over Scotland right now are going, Phew, just that line, hearing that their kids are going to be fine when they go back is just absolutely amazing. So thank you for joining us again. And, well, get ready to go back to school, I suppose, because you guys are back in June, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, we're back getting things ready in June. So, yeah, it'll be, it'll be exciting. And, yeah, we're all looking forward to it. Good stuff, Neil. Thank you so much for joining Catch us. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. This evening, I am joined by Lauren Woods, who's a popular ASMR artist who goes under the name Scottish Murmurs. Hiya, Lauren. Thanks for joining me. Hello. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Now, I know all about this subject as it's one of my things, one of my wee quirky things. But for many people that might not have heard of it, you need to explain, first of all, the basics. What is ASMR? Sure. So ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Imaging Response. And it's basically just describes this really tingly feeling you might get if somebody sort of strokes your hair or gives you like a little back tickle. Um, I always kind of refer to a very popular childhood game called the dot dot line line game where kind of people draw on your back and quite often you would get this sort of tingly feeling and everybody can relate to that. Um, so did, that have a did you have a spider crawling up your back in that one? Absolutely. And then you blow yeah. in the back of somebody's head? That's the one. Oh, <laughs> I've not heard that for years. Exactly. <laughs> and people forget that actually that's probably one of their first experiences with ASMR when they're a child. So it's kind of like a physical response then to some kind of gentle stimulus. So it could be something like that, like a touch, but it could be sounds as well, is that right? Absolutely, so it can be all sorts of different sounds, different things to it for different people. Um, so there's this huge kind of social media platform now for this style of video because it's not just about giving you the tingles, it's all about relaxation and it's all dubbed under that ASMR term. Now you mentioned there the tingles, tell me about the tingles, where do you get the tingles, is it all over tingles, is it, I can know. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of people describe it as being something that starts in their head and goes down their back, um, I personally find I sort of get it like on my back, it kind of goes down your spine, but I can get it, you know, at the back of my head as well if somebody sort of playing with my hair whatever and I do also get it from sounds I don't know about you you said that you kind of listen to this do you experience the tingles at all um do you know I remember I think my first experience was when I was wee and my mum used to brush my hair you know just like simple brushing mm. my hair and then making it into a French pleat and I always remember being little and that just used to zonk me out but with regards sounds and you're going to laugh at me Lauren <laughs> and it must be like there'll be some psychological reason for this or maybe just because I love chocolate. You know the you know the layer of kind of crinkly paper you get on nice boxes of chocolate? 
So yeah. you lift the lid off and then there's that kind of crinkly layer of, of thick paper. Oh, that, that just, I don't know. It's just, that's my happy place. Do you think that's the sound or do you think it's because there's chocolate underneath? Probably a bit of both. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I totally get you. It's like certain sounds, like I quite like it when there's a sort of kind of fluttery finger sound that people do in their videos or just like general whispering is quite good as well. Just does it for me. But, That's so popular yeah. as well. And tapping, a lot of people find like tapping on um, a hard surface or people with like nice long nails doing that. Doing this sort tapping of like... Thing. That's it, that's it. It's almost like you know what you're doing. <laughs> I know. So tell me, how did you get involved with this in the first place then with your channel, Scottish Murmurs? So I am... Um, just so happened to stumble upon ASR when I was at uni. So I was um, studying anatomy and we were in like a, a um, physiology lecture and we were doing hearing. And there's actually these videos on YouTube that's all to do with 3D sound. So like you could go to like a barber shop, you don't see anything on the screen, but it sounds like somebody is actually cutting your hair really up close. At first I was like, what is this? <laughs> this is a little bit weird. Um, but I gave it like a couple of tries because you were kind of intrigued. It was like, whoa, okay. Um, and then I listened to it from there, there out um, for a couple of years while I was studying. It's just really good sort of background noise to put on when you're studying. Um, and then after I graduated, I just randomly decided in the summer while I was looking for a graduate job to create my own channel. And tell me, I mean, this is just incredible. How many people have subscribed to your channel then? <laughs> so it's just over 250,000 people. <gasps> and how many views of your videos had roughly? 55 million. What? <laughs> That's insane. I'll show you this wee story. I, I discovered it about four or five years ago it was, and I had really terrible insomnia. Nothing worked. Um, I did everything I was meant to, and I just could not stop my brain from, you know, whirring and... and, and ideas and thoughts and everything and that's when I first discovered ASMR I think I googled a thousand different reasons um how to get to sleep and I found Maria the lovely Russian lady that does a site <laughs> called Gentle Whispering now she's like a mega star in this world isn't she oh she is yeah she's the mama the mama of ASMR <laughs> <laughs> well basically this lovely Russian lady folding towels and discussing her tea collection were the only videos that would make me go to sleep I can't explain it I don't know whether it was because she was doing something so mundane or just that she had a nice voice I don't know what it was but it worked and I guess that's the thing with ASMR got to just try it and find what it is that does it for you Absolutely. And it, it might be something that you're like, you know, this is like so random, like you were seeing yourself by the towel folding, but it, it just does a trick. You never know. You never know unless you try it. Exactly. Now, I mean, do you get any people, I mean, this is a late night show, so we can talk about this, Lauren. Mm -hmm. Do you get any people that, you know, maybe watch you for the wrong reasons because you're a lovely looking lassie <laughs> and you've got this beautiful voice? Um, I think probably there's... <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? I know where you're going. So, and you provide tingles, so... <laughs> so I, I know exactly. Hopefully not in the wrong place, but, you know. <laughs> um, generally, I've been quite fortunate. Generally, the feedback is always really good. But you do get the a couple of oddballs out there who will um, make comments that are not uh, <laughs> family <laughs> so friendly. Yeah, yeah, not so family friendly, not so yes. lovely to see. And can you do this as your full-time job? Because, I mean, you must have so many followers now. Can this be your full-time job eventually? Would you want so, to do that? 
So it could be, I, d I don't really know, like at the moment I still work full time, so I still work my graduate job full time and I do this along the side and other things like podcasts, whatnot. Um, so eventually it would be nice to move perhaps towards this sort of thing. I really enjoy being in front of a camera. I really enjoy, you know, um, as I mentioned, um, we started a new podcast called Nibbly Bits um, with another YouTuber and we really enjoyed that. We actually really enjoyed that whole presenting side away from ASMR. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see where it takes me. Okay, well, do you know, I've thoroughly enjoyed our catch-up and I hope everybody has a little look at Scottish Murmurs and just finds a video to help them chill and relax and unwind. But before you go, Lauren, can you say a few words just to help our listeners unwind and relax in that beautiful voice? Okay, are you ready, boys and girls, to be relaxed? I just want you all to take a really deep breath in and out and feel your stress just fade away. <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And I, I, I would love to see the faces of somebody that's just turned their radio on for that tiny little snippet and going, wow, what's going on in the radio? <laughs> uh, Lauren, I wish you all the best and the greatest success with your channel, Scottish Murmurs. Thank you so much for joining me for a wee catch up this evening. Catch up with Kat. We're in this together. I'm back tomorrow morning at 9.40 when para-athlete Gemma Lumsden will be in charge of our morning motivation session. Catch up with Cat in association with the Scottish Government.